Hello. Welcome to North Coast Calvary Chapel's audio podcast. Hi, church family. It is really good to be with you today. My name is Willie Register, and I'm the high school pastor, and this is my wife, Jane. And we feel so honored and privileged to be able to share with you on this Good Friday. And so as we jump into our time together, have, have you ever been given a heads up about something or a warning about something and you just didn't take it seriously? You just didn't believe what people were telling you? Um, you know, as a high school pastor, I think a lot about my time in high school. And in high school, I remember people telling me that that high school was the easiest time of my life and it was only going to get more difficult after that. And I remember just thinking, they don't know what they're talking about. College is going to be awesome. And college was great, but it was also really difficult. Um, I remember just having a hard time focusing. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, you graduate from college and you enter the workforce. And yeah, it's great. You've got your own money to spend, but you also have all kinds of responsibilities. It's more difficult. And then getting married. Marriage was great and also came with challenges, right? I think I'm the challenge. <laughs> I'm the challenge. Um, and then we had kids, and kids are awesome. We have three little kids. They're amazing. Um, but also, um, these gray hairs in my beard were not here seven years ago. <laughs> Let's just say kids brought those gray hairs on. And so people warned us, um, but I didn't necessarily take it seriously. And recently, with all the um, coronavirus pandemic that's been taking place, I remember months ago, I had family members and friends who were scientists and doctors who, who gave us a heads up about how this was going to impact our lives. And I personally just didn't take them as seriously. I didn't take their warnings as seriously as I should have. I didn't, I didn't think that, that this was going to be um, such a grave situation. I didn't think it was going to be a pandemic like this. And when we think about heads ups and, and warnings, um, with Good Friday, I think about Jesus, and Jesus gave many um, predictions about his death. He gave a heads up to the disciples and warnings about what was going to take place in his life. And so in the book of Matthew, there were actually three different times that Jesus predicted his death. And so um, we're going to read those three times right now. And so Jane's going to share those with us. The first one is Matthew sixteen twenty one. And it says, From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. And then the next one is Matthew seventeen twenty-two to 23 after they gathered again in Galilee, Jesus told them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. And the disciple, disciples were filled with grief. Hmm. And then Matthew twenty seventeen to 19 says, As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what was going to happen to him. Listen, he said. We're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Mm. You know, I can only imagine what the disciples were feeling when, when they heard these words from Jesus. And the disciples, they actually, um, we read in Scripture that they had a hard time believing this. 
They're filled with grief. Peter even rebuked Jesus and, and told Jesus that, that this wasn't going to happen. And Jesus fully reprimands Peter and he says to him, get thee behind me, Satan. Um, because Jesus knew what he had to do. He knew what his journey entailed. He knew that his life was to be given up um, for the forgiveness of our sins. And so the question I've been asking myself is after all they'd experienced with Jesus, why did the disciples have such a hard time believing what he said? Um, and, and I can only imagine um, as Jesus's friends that they probably had a hard time believing him because he was telling them that he was going to die. Like, I know for me, I, like, I would not want one of my friends to tell me that, that they were going to die. Um, and a brutal death, not just that they were going to die, but that, that they were going to be killed. Um, I can only imagine that the disciples were feeling the weight of Jesus's death. And when I think about why it's hard for me to believe or why it would have been hard for me to believe if I was in the disciples' shoes, um, I actually think a lot about the fact that like Jesus's death had to take place because of my actions. That, that I was the cause or part of the cause for Jesus to have to go to the cross um, in the first place. And, and I want to believe, you know, that, that my sin is not that grave. I, I, I want to forget the depths of my depravity and, and, and figure out ways to fix my life on my own. Um, but I really do underestimate the magnitude of my need for a savior. Um, the fact that I, I can't fix myself, only Jesus can. And so Jesus, he knew the price that had to be paid to rescue us from eternal separation from God, to save our very lives. He knew it. In Matthew 27, it lays out Jesus's journey to the cross. So James is going to read um, verses 27 through 33. says, some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out to the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. And they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. We've read this a lot, and every time I hear it, it hits me deeper. Because um, just the thought of Jesus being spit on and ridiculed um, to be flogged. He was flogged 39 times, and 40 times was a death sentence. So he was flogged almost to the point of, of death. And he um, was stripped naked. How humiliating that must have been. Um, and, and he was also made to carry the very instrument on his own back um, that would, would lead him to death. And at one point in time, Jesus was, was too exhausted. He was too weak to carry the cross. And so a man from the crowd of scoffers and onlookers was made to carry the cross for Jesus. So we're going to read verse 32. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus's cross. One of the first verses I memorized was Luke 9.23, and it says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. 
And I, when thinking about this verse, like we are called to identify with Jesus and his suffering on a daily basis. You see, Simon, he actually experienced that verse from, from a firsthand perspective. Um, however, Simon, you and I carrying the, the cross is one thing, but, but we can't die to forgive us for our sins. Jesus had to die. He had to pay the price. He was the pure spotless lamb that would die and take away the sins of the world. And when I think about the cross, there's three specific things that come to mind. One, that the cross was heavy. Two, that the cross, it was unclean. And, and three, the cross was humiliating. And when I think about those things, I, I think we should just take a moment to think about specific things in our lives that actually led Jesus to the cross. So Jane, do you want to share um, just something from your life that, that maybe would be a specific illustration for us? Um, I think about the past few weeks and, um, and I think about just the crippling anxiety and worry and fear um, that I have just been carrying instead of trusting, trusting in God mm-hmm. and trusting in his word and mm-hmm. believing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have been carrying like self-reliance that, that instead of trusting God to carry me through this time, I've just been working, working, working and trying to figure out a way to like carry myself through this time. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. You see, our sin um, is heavy. Um, the weight of which we cannot carry. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced that, like a sin in our lives that we felt that heaviness and we, we feel like we can't carry it in our, on our own. Mm-hmm. And just as the cross was unclean, like it literally had Jesus's flesh and blood on it, our sin is unclean and it's filth that we cannot dispose of. And I think that's something that we can ask ourselves, like what is something in our lives that we felt that that thing in your life that you just can't dispose of, like you've tried and tried and tried on your own, like what is that? Yeah, it's kind of like when you get Sharpie or tar or something on your hands and you try and wash it off and you try and try and try and wash it off. And no matter how much soap you use, um, there's still residue of whatever that filth is on you and you just can't get it off. Um, when, when we think about the cross being humiliating, um, our sin, it, it, it's, it's that, it's humiliating. And with it comes guilt that we can't escape. And I'm sure that's something that each of us can relate to, like something in your life that has, that's like rooted in shame that you can't, you just cannot escape and you don't know how to get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. You see, Jesus knew that the only way to set us free from the bonds of sin and death was to take the penalty for our actions. He paid the price for our redemption with the shedding of his blood. You see, Jesus died to set us free. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, 
There was a price to be paid for our sin, and that was death. But then it goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. His death brought us life. And so now Jane's going to read the remainder of Jesus's journey to death. In Matthew 27, verse 45 to 51, it says, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart. It is finished. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit our website, northcoastcalvary.org.